Yo, what's good? Welcome back to another episode of the Producer Grind Podcast. Letter L in the building. Yo, what's good, man? How you feeling, bro? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. We've been so busy this week, man. Fact. That's always good news, though, right? Oh, yeah. The blog is popping. All the coverage from North Carolina. It's a more organized, busy now, though. Yeah, it really is, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's nice to nice to get that work in, man. But, uh, you know, on the show today, man, we like to bring you guys, you know, um, a complete package and, and wide range of diversity of guests, man, just to make sure, um, you know, like we say, producer grind, we get producers of business, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think our guest today um, is someone who really can help producers get the business. Um, this man has over 32,000 subscribers on YouTube, um, over 2,400 followers on IG. Um, he's a marketing and brand strategist and influencer. Um, he produces a lot of content on brand strategy for urban music artists and producers. And this man, he puts in work. He's done over 200 videos just in the last year alone. Please welcome to the show, brand man, Sean. Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Oh man! Hold on, hold on. I need the real brain man. The real brain man intro. Oh man! You... <laughs> Bow. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. In case you didn't know, that's how he opens every video with that little hand sweep and a bow. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, some people think it's a Millie Rock. A, a first uh, one person told me, "Oh man, I just realized that you're slapping everybody." But I'm not. I don't even know why I do it. Honestly, <laughs> but it, it works because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's something you remember, man. Yeah. And that kind of. Exactly. You know, that kind of gets into, yeah. you know, what you do best, bro. Um, yeah. Um, you know, one thing I noticed as I kind of got into my research, you really understand the common denominators and strategy mm-hmm. that successful artists and producers have followed. So I'm mm-hmm. just wondering if you could talk about a couple of those things. Mm. Man, can you be more specific? And, well, and, and more specific, you know, for our listeners who are producers, man, you know, um, one thing somebody always told me is that, you know, if somebody recognizes a brand They'll buy anything from it, right? right? So how do you build your brand to that point where, hey, man, I can sell my T-shirts, I can sell my stickers, I can sell my beats, I can sell you sound kits, mm. things like that? Okay. Well, so there's two big parts, right? There's branding and then there's marketing, right? So marketing is the building awareness that always comes out of things. But what people don't realize about branding, branding is really value. What are your values? And then once you communicate those values, you're attracting people who really appreciate those values. And that's pretty much what that brand is. And how, whatever that value is, people who see a premium in it, eventually they'll they'll invest in it. But you have to be able to knock that against their head consistently, consistently. Like if you think about branding a cow, yeah. and people literally like burn that, yeah. that cow, that's what branding is. Well, you want to burn your brand into their head. So you got to do it consistently, but consistently communicate those values. And there it is. If you were a music producer, what what type of daily content would you be putting out? Like If I was a music producer? Mm, mm. All right, there's different routes that you can go as a music producer. But if I was one, me personally, I would probably be doing, from ground up, I would be doing remixes. uh, And I would be doing, I would do some self-help type stuff. Mm. Not completely like, oh, this is exactly how you're doing it. But this is kind of what I'm going through, almost vlog style. And then integrating some teaching in, into that too because I always fall back to teaching a little bit by nature sharing what I learn as I go through the process and what that's going to do is help not only build my brand because I'm, I'm talking about YouTube I'm not working in a system where I got a record label or a lot of big artists yet I'm just assuming I'm a kid in the room right now independent yeah, yeah I'm what what I'm doing what by doing that is giving multiple facets to invest in my brand me versus just the music, especially since there's not as much being associated with it. I don't have a whole push behind it at the time. So, you know, speaking of things that you've learned, right, mm-hmm. you know, and I got to watching some of the videos and I realized, oh, man, you do know a lot. You know, mm-hmm. how did you develop your expertise and experience? Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> so a lot of it has been just through experience in terms of marketing brand. I've worked in so many facets, whether it's been from nonprofits to artists to uh, producers to in the technology, uh, like there's been so many ways I've worked in it that I've seen it from so many different angles that allows me to a lot cut through a lot of the like stuff in the music industry. Yeah, where normally where people might just be like, oh, this is how it's done or this is how it's done, but I understand that direct path from result to yeah. and to action. Yeah, that helps me break through and see a lot of the commonalities because I've seen it in so many different functions in business in general. Yeah, so that's been um one thing. But then also, I've had a lot of 
people that I look towards and just ask information, ask questions, meetings. I I don't know everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow. That see what, see that's one gym. People run around here like they know everything, especially yeah. in the city of Atlanta. We call that a cap, right? And online, especially <laughs> online too. Um, and online too, yeah. It's a full cap out here, right? <laughs> and, one, and one thing I have noticed about a, pe- a lot of people who do have this expertise, they're willing to admit, this is what I don't know, right? Yeah. So I, I find that one of the gifts that people like yourself have is when you don't know, you do know how to go find out, right? Oh, that's pretty much everything, man. Research is everything, though. Like I have people who, I mean, all right, I'm running this festival. I know you're going to ask me about it later, but I'm running this festival right now. We'll post a flyer, and someone in the comments will say, when is it? And it's on the flyer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like this is for real. This is literally yeah. happened like a couple of weeks ago, and all those kind of things happen. And even with my channel, my goal is like, okay, I put this information, but I'm giving you additional frameworks and thought. I'm not trying to get, have the answer for you where you think I'm the person you need to go to just to solve all your problems. I'm giving you information to then take action on and learn from yourself. I'm, I'm, yes, I have helped people and, and done things like that, but the whole goal of doing something like this where it works at scale versus me just having my own service is to reach as many people as possible and then them be able to take what they can and run with it. And provoke new thought, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll watch your video and then I'll start thinking, oh, you know, I didn't think about it like that. You get new thoughts, new, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Definitely. I wish I had like like the little machine with the sound effects. Like I wanted the claps and all of that. That's a, <laughs> like that's a lot of game right there. Yeah. Like that's a whole sure. lot of sauce right there, man. So um, one thing I want to talk to you about is your videos, right? So when sure. you're doing that many videos, right, and, and you, you want to stay consistent, you kind of talked to us before we started um, about some of your video goals. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So my process is very much so reverse engineered from self-awareness. So when I first decided I wanted to do some videos, I was really just trying to get a sense of the size of the community of people who care about it. And I, but I wasn't sure how much I wanted to do it. I just said, you know what, I'm gonna do a few videos. And I knew that if I waited until I started, just from past things that I've done, if I did like one at a time, then there will be a chance of all this life for, for to start happening and I wouldn't like keep it up. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, first I'm gonna go hard. I got this like two week break. I'm going to do like 16 videos in two weeks. I didn't drop them all, but just to start that, yeah. up, that yep. release schedule, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after that, like, I didn't really know. I didn't really care. I, I used like a lot of marketing things that I knew that started getting awareness from the first things. We can get into that later um, if y'all want to know. But um, but after doing that, it was like, okay, that's out there. Now, throughout this period, let's see if it's useful for people. Right. If someone says, hey, they mess with it and people start liking it, maybe then I'll, I'll keep doing it. Yeah. It was one dude, I always remember his name, um, the subscriber was named Kayola, and he was um, just like, yo, these are dope. And no, I'm gonna share this on Reddit or whatever. And he he liked it. And I kept doing it, really just, I was speaking to one. There was a few, I, mean, I was getting 50 views, 100 views, 300 views or whatever. But in my mind, there was at least one person that was communicating back to me. Yeah, yeah. So that was, I was just preaching to one for, for a bit. And then that became two, that became three. On top of that, um, then I started to ex- experiment, right? Yeah. So that's like, okay, what's going to work best? Yeah. And I told myself, after I decided, I got through that 16 video run, I said, I'm going to do this for one year. And if I have a thousand subscribers, cool, that was a pretty dope, dope year. And I'm going to do two videos a week. That was, that was it. A thousand subscribers was my... So 32,000? 32, yeah. Careful what you work for, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was a, it was a pretty uh, strategic process. And, and that's when I say reverse engineer from self-awareness, man, that, that's because I knew, for one, like I said, if I didn't start with a certain amount, then I might just have life happen. And then when I said one year, two, <clears throat> two videos per week, a thousand, that was me saying, all right, I want to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And two videos. And that's most important, man. Exactly. And you have them small goals, so make sure you hit them small goals. You keep your morale up instead of being like, oh, I'm going to go ham. And then you burn out. Like, it was just like, all right, let's just stay consistent. Let's mm-hmm. stay consistent. And then, even to the standpoint of, if you notice in the majority of my videos, especially not the Saturday videos that are like outside and on my phone, I have a black shirt on every video. Okay. It's like less thinking about it. I didn't want to get caught up in all this other shit that didn't matter. Like, oh man, what am I wearing today? Are they gonna notice am I wearing this yeah. or that? So yeah, for sure. I got I took that off the table. Even at the very beginning, I didn't worry about quality because my first audio is horrible. 
you know, arguably still not great. If you like a producer or something like that, you probably like, you know, if you're an audio person, you're like, yo, my audio is not great. But even my video, but it constantly improves and over time. It's weird that you should, you should talk about that too, because I think one of your most recent videos talks about, I don't know if it, how recent it was, but it talks about um, how do I stay consistent even though mm-hmm. I might be wanting to be per- perfect. Yep. You know, how do you defy that uh, perfectionism, yep. right? Um, can you just talk about, you know, and, and kind of what you were just saying, like improving, you know, project by project yeah. instead of worrying about getting it all right exactly. at that exact moment? Yeah, man. Like, you got to look long-term body of work, man. Nobody's going to look four years back. If you're popping now and then they discover your shit four years back and say, oh, man, he's trash. <laughs> and this is like, they're going to be like, oh, man, I'm inspired that he went from here to there or whatever. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to ruin your career for one. But it's for me, once again, it all goes back to that self-awareness and then self-trust. So self-awareness and like, yo, man, I'm so caught up in this perfectionist thing that I'm lacking productivity. Right. And then self-trust is, OK, if I start taking these actions, I trust that I care enough about quality that I'm going to improve it over time. And I'm so I'm still like, yo, yeah, it's not where I want to be, but right. I know eventually, all right, I'm going to level up this little piece. I'm going to level up this little piece. Maybe I'll change my intro here or, or like all those things. See, it's weird when you look at the video game, right? It's not the same as like the music game, right? Because mm-hmm. we accept that an artist is going to have lower quality in the beginning. Right? Mm-hmm. But in like the video game, it's like, oh my God, you know, of course it's going to be a little, you know, different at the beginning, yeah. right? You know what I'm yep. saying? Um, a word that came up I had in my early version of my notes was metacognition, right? You seem to have the ability to take a step outside the process mm. and kind of unpack the process, right? Okay. You use that, that thing about um, reverse engineering, mm-hmm. right? And not just for, you know, the, this thing for artists and producers, but just marketing and branding in general, right? So, you know, how do you, can you talk about just that process of approaching um, everything you do in life with that reverse engineering um, kind of thought in mind, like, it, it, even maybe with your own career, you know what I mean? Right. Well, it, it takes a lot of discipline um, and it's not easy, like for sure, for sure. I I still, like where I might easily do metacognition or, you know, that I, I barely use that word. Congratulations for that word, by the way. <laughs> um, it's easier for me that's to some, do it. That's some Malcolm Gladwell stuff. I'm going to put the squad up on that next time. <laughs> got you, got yeah, you. No. It's, it's great. It's, it's easier for me to do it for other people as, as it is for all of us. Um, but you really just have to sit yourself down and realize what, you, what your goals are. All right? And if you can see what the goal is, there's this guy named Tom Bilyeu. And he's dope. Y'all should check him out. He has a channel. What's, what's it called now? Ooh. I'm going to... I'll, it'll that, drop. He's it's a skinny white cat with the spiky hair. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I forgot I, I what it's pe- called. I have peeps some of his stuff. Yeah. 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 But he always talks about his actions being if it does it move him forward towards his action or not. Mm-hmm. Like he'll what he'll do it he'll go through whatever pain he needs to, mm-hmm. and he if he's worried about other stuff if it doesn't add or serve towards his end action then he, he gets away from it. And that's all about results. So we do all these things, especially in the industry that's so based on this fluff in front of the curtains and all this stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not leading us towards the action. Mm-hmm. So that's all, that's really the thing that helps me at the end of the day. I got all these cool things. I'm creative too. And, but and when all these ideas come and they're on the table at the end of the day, what is it going to result in? So, and knowing that there's a process, you can do all this other stuff later. Like some things might have results, but they don't have results considering what you have on the table right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if me posting videos is cool, that's cool. That's that's great and everything. But me doing certain, let's say if I do a collab with a certain artist, that's going to benefit two completely different artists in a completely different way. Yeah. So an example is, if I do a collab with Young Thug, right, but I paid to get on, like, get him on the, uh, the feature. Mm-hmm. Some word we talk a lot about. Right. <laughs> Thug probably isn't going to promo it. And, and if I don't have a certain relationship with it, you know how mm-hmm. you know how those kind of, some of those features right, go, right? Right, right. Um, You know, they, Thug might not even necessarily know that he's featured on the song. Yeah. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and if you don't have the marketing dollars to really promote and push that yourself, the result is completely different than now I did all the other actions to get me in a space where I'm respected. And then him featuring on the song and the way he reacts because of the song and pushes it and supports it will have a completely different result. 
it's a part of a bigger plan as opposed to just right. at the end of the day having a really expensive song to listen to. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, wait, there's certain things that there's layers. This is one of the biggest problems people have in branding. Everybody wants to say that they're diverse these days. Everybody wants to say that they do everything. I do. I like all type of music. It's become it became a trend. It used to not be cool to like and listen to all these different types of music. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. But now people want to say that, but that's really just them not making a decision. Like. Like you have to make a decision on how you want to be branded because right, people right. can take only but so much. What's his? Oh, I can't. I wish I could remember dude's name. Kevin Lyle's partner. They did three hundred together. Um, Liar Cohen. He says it should yeah. be like a a flower you peel back over time. Mm. Like you have to give something else for people to experience if you're thinking about a career. Yeah. Like if I just say I'm do this, I do this, I do this. None of it's great, but I'm trying to brand myself as this diverse individual in terms of music then what you're going to end up with is a whole lot of small steps instead of one big step where there's one crowd that really appreciates what you're doing and they understand they can resonate with what you're doing. And so you're, you're robbing yourself of a lot of opportunities. You could bring in diversity later, but like people start too diverse and they don't brand themselves. So if, if, if you were to, if you were to purchase a feature today and say you're just an artist, you have no real following on Instagram mm-hmm. and you know, you spent, $10,000 on a feature and you don't really have too much budget left for marketing. Mm. What are some of those? You talk a lot about the creative marketing, like mm. that one video you're talking about, the guy on Worldstar, Chaotic is his name, where he bought out all the spaces oh, yeah, for the dang, one day. That was a minute ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And so you talked a lot about, you know, the, the creative marketing, not just, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay to put it on Worldstar. I'm going to pay uh, someone to host a tape. I'm going to pay someone to post it on Instagram because I feel like a lot of that is a way to kind of get jugged nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, you know what I mean? So, what are some of the, the the creative ideas that you have, you know, in the back of your mind that you you know you would? Okay, so I just have to go through my thought process, and that'll probably be more valuable than me just saying I do this, yeah, right? Because it's the why I do it. Well, p- people think they do marketing because they do the actions, but they don't understand why, and that's how they fuck up. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like Max. when you when you make your decision to market, whatever your type of music is, there's a few things you need to look at. All right, what's the platform? And what's the audience that follows the platform, right? Um, it's already, I'm not going to shit too much on blogs because they're great. There's some great blogs out mm-hmm. there. But most of these blogs, they're just regurgitating information. They don't really have a following. They're just, it's just on the face, yeah. right? There's that face stuff that doesn't really result. A lot of people, a lot of bloggers, they can use that advice on what it takes to have a, a real audience. But then there's content creators. There's blogs that actually create original content. Noisy, all those. Yeah. Anything that's creating original content, even if their following isn't better, uh, bigger than some of these other ones, will just be more valuable to you in the long run. Mm. So that's one. Like looking at the outlet that I'm trying to get in front of and who are the people that actually or do they match up with who I'm trying to actually market to in the first place. Mm. Uh, From there, then my step is, all right, what am I going to do to get their attention? Let's say I actually have a song with an artist that really doesn't care about me or know anything about me, then I might do something like find, if we're in the same pocket, find an influencer that has an audience that actually appreciates that, right? And pushed, and they just sing the song, like they push the song and let the young um, young thug be the lead, you know? And then they just discover me as if I was featuring on a young thug song, Right. right? So you have to realize and humble yourself and know the reality of where you are at the moment, right? And push it. So you could push it song, let people love the verse, if it's a dope verse, all that stuff. And then you just become the supporting role until you build and take whatever following you can from it. And then you move from there. But uh, creatively, it's all about taking as much attention as you can from the target audience. So what I always say, if I was on XXL, uh, complex. What's another outlet that's in that space? Source isn't that great. Fader. Fader. There we go. If I was on those three, right, and I did those three within a week, the people who have the audiences, there's a lot of cross pollination in their audiences. Yeah. To those people, I'd be everywhere. But I'm only on three outlets, mm. right? But that comes from understanding who your audience is. There's there's ways you can do that with. Influencers, oh, these influencers, even if they only have $50,000, uh, 50,000 subscribers, but if you guys probably have some po- cross pollination, 
between y'all's friends or things like that, where mm-hmm. I'm talking to you and you mention something, then I talk to you and you'd be like, you mentioned the same song. And now it's like, man, everybody's mentioning that song. Mm-hmm. Not, not mm-hmm. the truth. Yeah. Just, but the people it, you're tuned into. Exactly. Man, that's dope. That's genius. So that's man. how you never, focus. But also in a sense too, you talked about all those people who are out there regurgitating, right? Yes. So in a sense, because of those regurgitators, you will be everywhere. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, because they'll take stuff from the main outlets and right, start. Right. Yeah, once you hit a certain certain level, yeah, right. that definitely. That's that's the beauty. It's first you're, you work hard to create this machine, and then the machine starts working for you. But I definitely get the pro- the thought process. You know, if I'm if I'm a fan, and my three favorite influencers, I'm scrolling on my timeline, and I see the artist. I oh shoot, everybody I fuck with folks is he must be next up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's genius. Uh, exactly, mm-hmm. man. It's all in how people are introduced to stuff, man. Like, there's a difference between when we get influencers to post, a lot of people still are like, yo, man, I'm paying posts and they might post my flyer or they might post a snippet of my song. Can't Bad be content. that way, man. No, yeah. people, people, we scroll past that. We flyers, can't. when I post flyers, they yep. don't, they do like maybe 20% of what a regular post would do. Yep. Like, you have to have, you have to know the goals, right? So, I will go back to when I first started marketing, the first time I did my festival, and that was when Instagram was a little bit different back then because, I mean, it was only two years ago, but just recently, January, if you guys don't know that, they messed up with that non-chronological order yeah. stuff that they do. Like I would have videos, GIFs, all that stuff, but when I did my flyers, that was sheer messaging. So even if I knew it would be scrolled past, there were very focused messaging that I was just trying to instill in the head. That was branding, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, yeah, I know people might not like it. They might not even look to read the whole thing, but as long as it got that message. Yeah. So then when I got around, when I need to pull the trigger to get sales going, yeah. they already understood where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. So you have to, that's why you can do different types of content, but understand the actual goal, Yeah, like have a goal that actually makes sense within the context of what it actually is. Context is everything when it comes to content. If if I if I was an artist, I would I would be going and and, and paying Fatboy SSC to be in one of his Instagram skits, yeah. Supreme Patty, those kind of guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would and once again instead of paying them it, to post my flyer, I'd right. go and be in you gotta, there. Yeah. You, be, you be in the skit, you have like listen to your stuff or whatever, but make it feel organic like they really enjoy yeah. it. Obviously and once again if that if they have the right audience for your music. Cause I had I had uh one one guy, I told him one one person I told him to, and, and one I I told him not to. He did both anyway, and he saw one. He he got these girls to post or whatever, and it's it's so much low undervalued like influencers out there. So many of them because they don't know what they're worth. Yeah, those two girls had some million followers. They're these twins, right? And they only charged him one fifty to to be posted on his page or yeah. on their page, and. It was brilliant too. I actually got a video on like how to like market on social media or whatever, where I actually used this video and a few other examples on good social media marketing. But what they did was they're in the mirror dancing, like getting ready, like all that stuff or whatever, but the songs on the background, then mm-hmm. certain part of the song come on, they look at each other like, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. And then that was pretty much it. Boosted his stuff hundreds of thousands in a short period of time. Yeah. Right and all the way to like to the SoundCloud track. Then he had this other video, where he told this guy. I told him I was like, "Yo, don't get it." It was a dancer, really popular dancer, and I was like, "Yo, all right, yeah, it's dope. He got a, a good, he has a strong following, but here's the difference: the dancer, he has new songs in his videos all the time. Right? People don't go to him for music; they go to him for dancing." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you might get some boost if people really, really like your song, but there's no additional influence or cosign because he's there so much just for dancing. Mm. That's what they're there for, for the most part. Um, with these girls, they're posting all this just lifestyle, me pictures, blah, blah, blah. So when there's a song present, it seems like it has their support because mm-hmm. they're not just pushing music all the time. There's, there's, so there's always this context for everything. Like, oh, twerk videos. Yeah, you get a whole bunch of girls twerk to you, but if they have, if they're a twerk child and they're always twerking or something, it's probably not gonna work. It's just people going there to watch booty shake. They're there to watch the booty shake. You would have to literally probably get multiple twerkers, so it just becomes to start to seem like a thing. Yeah, like oh, everybody, all these girls like a twerk challenge and building something on that. But that's gonna take more of investment. So when when you're talking about less money, I'm always working from the from the no money perspective. Yeah, like how little do I have and how do I get the max out of it? Dope. 
You know, and I think context, again, just is the key word. And I think that, you know, every time we start to have these conversations, everybody's looking for, like, the quick, fast, easy answer yeah. or, quote-unquote, yeah. the formula or the cheat code. And people have to understand that you have to analyze every situation specifically. Mm-hmm. There isn't just one hard and fast rule where it's going to be like, boom, this is going to work. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Now, you talk about the... Uh, the growing middle class of musicians mm. in some of your videos. Oh, man, yeah, I did mention that. Yeah, definitely. And, and now, you know, like how you can be a musician, you can get a lot of streams and stuff, but you might not necessarily be a million-dollar musician. Mm-hmm. You might you might work your ass off to make 50 grand a year, 100 grand a year. Mm-hmm. Tell me some of the things that are going to separate the middle class from the the elite, or not, not even the super elite, but just, you know what I mean, to... We're making big money. Yeah. Oh, man. Or or would you or would you recommend you know kind of people kind of stay in that in that middle class space and just that's a lifestyle crazy choice. Day. That's a lifestyle choice. So I can't recommend that. Uh, you know, if some people want to be seen by so many people and all that stuff. Some people are cool with with, with no fame and all that stuff. So, um, but what I can recommend, what I can say is the difference is just understanding who your audience is, how to really cater to them, and how to build on that so and the difference is right you'll have some people who have even youtubers right they're, they're youtubers that have what fifty thousand followers and some that have a million followers but they're the ones with fifty thousand making more money than them you know based from their youtube it's mm-hmm. the same goes with musicians there's musicians because who their demographic is right they can get sponsors they can their demographic actually pays for shows. They actually pay for music, right? So you have to understand who your demographic is, how you serve and nurture them, and then how you make money off of. And this is just from the independent perspective. Now, when we talk about building to that next level of awareness where you say, oh, we get into the millions and millions, um, for one, if you understand just business enough to capitalize and keep building on what I, that foundation I just said, Scaling. yeah, then, then a lot of things is just like, all right, now I just need to scale awareness. A lot of times people try to build awareness and scale without a system. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Yeah. Right? So chase your tail, end up chasing your tail. Exactly. It, it, what I learned, so I used, to, I used to work from a tech company, actually right over there across here. They started in this building right here. Um called Sales Loft. I did that for a short period of time, but I, uh, like, I, what I got to see, and there's a few other companies I could mention that I, I had experience with. What I got to see, though, is if you scale quickly, when you scale quickly, everything breaks. Mm. Everything breaks. Because when you you don't have anything set and any kind of set precedence for it. So what you what you have to do, particularly as a musician, because the, the equivalent to scaling quickly and everything break, those companies are built and they know that, and so they have mentors and all this stuff, you know, yeah. investors. So they're constantly chasing and there's experience there. But even with that knowledge, it's going to break. You're a musician and what you're trying to scale, you're like, I'm going to get 100 million views on this video. And the lack of a system is, one, you don't have a catalog. So you just, you got all this attention, but you don't have any way to cap- capitalize. Mm-hmm. I got, okay, these people know who I am. They look for more stuff because I think he's dope. Nothing there. Moment missed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This happened with, for me, I always say the perfect example was a few years ago, Russ. I saw him this 2014. He wasn't even on SoundCloud at the time or whatever. Um, talked to him after the show and a few other artists that were at the show that I thought were pretty dope. Difference with, with him and everybody else was when I looked at everybody else, one dude that I thought was dope, not doper than him, but just as dope as him in a different direction um, he was like more of a hyper creative. He had this one video, looked like freaking, I don't know how much money was put into it, but I think it was just like creative. It was just super creative. It was, mm. it was, it was dope. He was one of those more artsier. That was all he had though. Mm. Russ had like, I had like 20 music videos now. And it seemed like quality at the time, not super quality in hindsight or whatever, but I was in college and it was like, yo, it, but I was able to binge and then condense the period of becoming a fan. Mm. That's what a catalog does. You become a fa- you allow people to become fans in a shorter period of time because they're going to binge. That's consumer behavior, right? So that is one thing that people miss out of. And then when we talk about the rest of the system, that's whether your manager, like all those other things to capitalize. Because if I build, I get, let's say I get 100 million views. All right, I don't have any catalog. That's already one problem. But let's just say, all right, how am I going to capitalize off this song? Winning. And this is, a, well, 
the thing is, you got to do shows. You got to, like that whole process, right? Yeah. People don't understand, like, that's a real process. That's real work. If you don't have people who know how to cap off of that, that's why you see a dance hit pop off. A lot of times, what happens is they'll get a label real quick. A, a label will find them, get them, and then they'll get that money for that short deal period and then push the artists off because there's a short window that you need to cap off of. And so you need to go to the system and you're going to end up being fucking desperate and not getting a great deal because you don't have no system to cap off of or you're just not going to get the money off the situation. Uh, so like from, from a producer's standpoint, that like your system just needs to be knowing like, well, first of all, your craft, because a producer is like a, a real producer. You just have to know your craft or whatever. And then from that, you need your system needs to be brand like because everything from unlike an artist who has these shows to book and all these other ways to capitalize off of it. You need a way for your brand to live on and people to like when they when your beats get used and things like that for it to bring in new business because that's your content. We talk a lot about the DJ Khaled approach, and I encourage artists to act like an. I encourage producers Man. to act like an artist and buy features. Yeah, get a feature from him, get a feature from him, put a song together, distribute it. Man, Doug, I've seen producers say that doesn't work anymore, and I say it's always gonna work. They got to come talk to us because we got like, the complete the, formula. The, the, the problem, well, hey, yeah, come talk they, to because they think it start, <laughs> they think it starts to ends with the artist recording the verses, but it doesn't. It doesn't. You, 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 in fact, you should already know before you even pay the artist the next five steps. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Like, you have to... That's just a... That's just a part of your marketing, bringing in those names and the artists, but you still have to build the awareness from it and then be that central brand. You're, you're basically a curator. Cur we're in an era where curators... Curators win if you become... If you curate stuff that people love, Right. On my channel, technically, I'm curating information. Right now, y'all are technically curating information, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So even from that standpoint, you can say, oh, I'm an executive producer or whatever. I bring in, I curate this project, yeah. and you be branded as the one, as a, tr as a trusted source of curating this music right. that comes together. So you can't tell me that it doesn't work. It's just that you don't know how to market and brand yourself where you can win off of it. Or people are afraid to start with just one, like you talked about. You know what I mean? People are yep. people are afraid to take that first step. I got one follower. I got two followers. Yeah. Because yeah. one day it's going to be two. Then it's going to be 200, 2,000. And then like you, 20,000. Yeah. 30,000. And a couple yeah. of things. Everyone tries to swing for the fences first time. Oh, I'm going to buy this feature. I'm going to try to get a radio mm. single, go number one. Try to get a little base hit. Try, you know what I mean? Try to just get something going. Get, get your momentum going. And another thing is, I think a lot of producers and artists look at these situations like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get that life-changing phone call. Oh, no. Someone's going to come and grab me. Oh, yeah, I got a check for you. You know what I mean? I'm, I want to sign you. You know what I mean? But man. in 2018, it's not. That's not. Maybe years not ago. All, but man. Like Young Dolph said, be, be your own big bro. <laughs> hey, <laughs> People are really looking real. for, for someone to just discover them and take the hard part away, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that's why I think that's exactly what that wanting to be discovered is in a lot of ways, just take the hard part away, is that I don't want this weight, but we in a, we in an era, man, where they want you to do the hard part before they discover you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a, I think that, because I was thinking that a minute ago, that's like a cultural hangover, I think, from the bling era, right? Mm -hmm. That people, we've changed everything, the internet has changed everything, but the one thing people still aren't getting is there's no more, like, $200,000 advances. There's no mm -hmm. more buying out the club. Mm -hmm. Like, you're your own business model, right? Mm -hmm. And people have to understand that, I think. Yeah. Man, business is everything. Because it's, it's, it, people hate it in, in the creative industry. I, I know that, you know, producers, artists, y'all want to be like, yo, man, I just want to work on the craft. But just focusing on the craft is the same reason when people complain about getting raped by these record labels and things like that. That, that happens because you're just... Focus on the craft and yeah. you're, you're, you know, pushing off all the other part to other people. It's music, business, music, business. And we all know if you've seen enough of it that the business is the thing that sustains. And that's in many ways, unfortunately, more important than the business if you were talking about making it career. Uh, if you just want to make great music, like you can make great music and put it out and that's cool that, and that matters in itself. Yeah. But when we talk about making it career, like you, you can't escape anything like a not it's just like a nine to five and like you still have to do business. It just is what it is. Speaking of business, um, you know, with all of your, I guess I look at you, you're in your total package, you're a valuable person, right? Uh-huh. So what are all of your streams of income? You know, oh man. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not gonna go over all of them, but I I could tell you that one, I have, let's just say, all right, I'll start with YouTube. YouTube, just the whole YouTube ad situation, all right? Recently, I dropped a product on YouTube just to, you know, experiment and see what it's like and build that system up. I have a, what's it called? The Master Music Networking Guide. So it's it's really specializing on how yes. do you reach out to people, build contacts, build, build these relationships with new people, particularly on the internet if you are in a city that already caters to this huge audience and industry. Hmm. That's a stream of income. And that's been doing well since it's dropped. I have my music festival, which is on March 24th, like a week and a half from now. Yeah. That's a stream of income. Let's go ahead and talk about that real quick. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want me to just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. go? Go All on. right, man. Um, so the music festival is called Adventure ATL. The whole concept is bringing people into a new world. We take an entire building and imagine you go into a building and every single room in the building has its own feel, its own environment. And one thing could be like, yo, we're in the basement and it's a hype party, rave like up here. It's a glow party. There's an art gallery over here that's chill, earthy. It's, it's inside, but it's a out, it's called an outdoor room with grass on the floor, Lauren Hill-esque type vibe and mm-hmm. all that stuff mm-hmm. and artists. So we, we, that's what we do as a whole. We, we take entire buildings, repurpose them, where we create an adventure with inside. With inside. We curate it with the lighting because outside festivals, you can't really get super curated. So it's, it's a hyper-curated event. Um, energy, and then we bring artists, visual and music artists, to you know entertain in different ways. Oh wow, different experiences. That's cool. Yep. Um, can you are are you able to talk about any of the acts or anybody that's going to be there? Oh uh, yeah, everything's been like put out there now. Right, so yeah, we yeah. got Cody Shane. Um, we have ooh, there's a lot of other people. Uh, so. Yanni Mo, there's this dude named Digital Nas, who is traditionally more of a producer, but now he's like moving into being a rapper more. Um, he's about to drop. Yeah. I, I follow him. As a matter of fact, I don't know what I, I don't, yeah, he's he's moving over there. And um, artist named Jay DeValle, One Sophia, uh, Serenity, a lot of people that y'all probably don't necessarily know. So what we do is we, we have a, we get a people, a, a few people that people might know. Yeah. And then we actually do an open artist call People submit, and then the team selects, and these are young, up-and-coming artists who might not have a huge look, but we try to find the best quality possible yeah. and to give that chance, so then we give them that platform. But uh, Oh, and there's also an artist that y'all probably might not know, but he's a visual artist named Paper Frank, but he's like an Atlanta... He's a not Atlanta. He's an international legend in like the visual artist community, but okay. he's only like 26, which is crazy. Like If y'all follow him and are into that kind of thing. He started off as a tattoo artist, now as a visual artist, but he's like, he's a legend, like for real. So I can get uh, tickets and everything. Yeah, man. You know, you can you can walk up. No, but yeah, if you want, if you guys want to get tickets, adventureatlfest.com, adventureatlfest.com, and if you want to peep some of the marketing and how we push out the event, you uh, can go to adventureatlfest on. Instagram, and that'll give you a sense of the energy we put into the marketing, the, a lot of the creative things, because that festival, I'm all, as a marketer, I'm always testing stuff. So mm-hmm. a lot of times people are like, yo, I, like things might not seem cool or perfect, but I use all everything I do personally usually to learn things and experiment. And then if I'm doing something for an artist or a producer or let's say this festival, that's when I start to streamline it and actually build a system around it where it's like, yo, this is a dope marketing thing. But most, yeah. of, most of my time, I'm honestly just testing stuff out and yeah. to see what has real results. I'm constantly like every day, like a mad scientist. Mm. How much are the tickets? Tickets. $10 right now. If you get them before March 21st, those are the early birds. After that is $20 online and then $30 at the door. So I suggest you get them now. You get them or you get them online if you want to pay 20. I don't mind if you give me $30 cash because, you know, I want that money and, you know, I don't have to pay them online transaction fees. So, hey, if you if you if you think this is valuable, this information and if you love producer grind and all that, you know, you just 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 go to the door. Give me 30 straight up. I'm, I'm going to say sure. this, man. Uh, Cody Shane alone will be worth the 10, worth the 30. I mean, and then that's not without all the other stuff. So yeah, man, yeah. this is really a very inexpensive event, considering the experience. For yeah. real, for real. Yeah. Uh, the way I look at it is, hey, right now, 
just getting as many people to know about it as possible, understand that the experience is dope. And then, you know, you, you want to catch it now because it's going to be more expensive in the future. The first year was 5 and $10. So it's already gone up, put, put it that way. So you got the YouTube, you got the festival, other streams of income. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, ooh, so last year I had a situation, I flipped the house or whatever. Uh, like I do, so a lot of other stuff is not necessarily even music related. I, yeah. But I do um, some consultations. I, I'm doing that less now. My life, my life is in an interesting transition. But yeah. um, had a DJ that I, I have worked with consistently since August or whatever. He's uh, he's also a producer, but we're working on specifically branding him in the wedding industry, which is super interesting. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I like. I really, I like. I'm more attracted to interesting things because yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't do it in the traditional music uh, industry path or whatever. I just look for projects I'm interested in and actually believe in the people. Um, but he, um, yeah, he's a wedding DJ and he's basically been taking over the game because of how he marketed and brands himself and moving way faster than people usually do because it's, people are lazy. Yeah. Like as far as how the DJs, they're just doing their jobs and services. Yeah. And he's, what's the angle? Yeah, what's- Man, so for one it was just, just it's very simple stuff. It all starts with simple stuff that can be, um, like created a system. We'll get to the, we're actually in process of going to build the, the big stuff um, next, but we wanted to start with foundation. So for one, it just started with him starting to take pictures with the people he, he does his weddings with, mm. right? Just super simple. And then catalog that online, making it look serious, doing, I want to give all like, so that's the difference between, you know what? I'll, I'll segue that, that directly into this. Part, a big part of why so much of what I'm doing is in transition, mm. where I'm not really taking new services like that at all anymore. I'm pretty much just working with a few people that I've already worked with is because there's a reason that a lot of people aren't doing what I'm doing. Outside of the fact that it's just hard and it goes against what the industry thinks is cool in the yeah. same way the industry doesn't think necessarily a person who sells beats online is as dope as a Metro Boomer a, 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 a or whatever. <laughs> Well, if I'm when I work with so many people, I had I've had a lot of offers that will become a conflict of interest with doing the channel and giving out the information I do in the first place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I so just to cut that off and say, you know what, I'm just gonna go this path and build this way um, because yeah, there's like I said, it's just a lot of stuff I can't talk about talk about, and even when people are comfortable with it, I would have to talk check with them first, and yeah. it just it just creates a situation. That's one of those things. I, I think that's a sign that you're doing the right thing, right? When you start to feel those conflicts of interest, that means you're growing, yeah. doing a lot of things. You know? Yeah. And, and, and there's some tough choices that have to be made in that process. Oh, man. Yeah. I've turned out some money, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some good, some great money. <laughs> what are uh, what are some of Brand Man Sean's one to three year goals? So now you, you set your one year goal and you obviously surpassed that a lot. What what are you know some of your, your new goals you've set? Uh, everything this year, man, is focused on structure. I got a lot of stuff that I've, happen um that I've done and the things that I talk about are literally things that I'm usually doing or like or literally just I'm saying all this shit to you but that's me reminding my that shit to myself mm, yeah so yeah, like I'm very great. focused on building systems this year like very focused on all right this festival's grown all right how do I build a system where I don't have to put in the work that I've put in every yes. single time because right. it's like it's it's hell to do it as like you can't finesse for life you got to right. build systems. Yeah. You become a real business in the same way with my channel. My channel, I don't actually want to do it forever. Like, yeah. that's just not a thing. I'd rather, so my goal is building structure in the sense of, all right, for one, on the surface, I can only get in but, but so much on these channels. Just like in an interview, you can only say but so much. Now, if you go look at my Master Music Networking Guide, uh, you guys check that out, brandmanshine.com. Yeah. Like, that's something that's far more in-depth and it's concise and it's actionable. I read this and I do that. I read this and I do that, right? You can't, but you can't do that in a video format for the most part, especially if you're not creating like long-term, um, like hour-long videos, which somebody suggested, never gonna happen, bruh. So it was like, you should do all your videos hour minimum. Fuck that. That's not a <laughs> um, So there's, there's gonna be products that I uh, create, but once again, I don't know in everything. So what I'd be looking to do is facilitate stuff with people like you guys, where it's like, all right, I got this system 
to help you capitalize off of the valuable information you have and this audience that's looking for it. Mm. I'm going to help you deliver it, right. deliver it to them, make that cut however it needs to be. That's all back-end business, but provide that because I'm all about providing the value as opposed to, I'm a back-end person. I like marketing, branding, and building other stuff. Mm. So this face like thing or whatever, that's why my Instagram like doesn't have as many subscribers. And that's why when I do my YouTube page, like I focus on the information I do versus necessarily just blowing up just to blow up. Like I have videos that bring in them extra people that are not there for the information. So then I'll literally do videos that are like, so not dry, but only if you care about the information yeah, real niche. for a minute to like cut some of that effect. Yeah. Like that, that's the way I think. So that, that, um, those goals are like, all right, everything's structured. One, build these products up. And then two, if I decide to continue doing a channel, it will be more so for the most part, um, facilitating with other people or even from the complex fashion where I have other people that present the information in videos as opposed to me being there all the time. So you really want a full-scale marketing agency is your goal? Uh, I don't want an agency. Well, no. with, with a select few clients? Um, like for me personally, that was it. But that, like, so that for me, that's more of a, a hobby. Like, like I would like literally in the same way Andre 3000 only hops on songs he likes. Like that's like, okay, if I happen to really F with this situation, like, and there's situations I F with now that I can't do just, I just don't have time. But that's literally how I look at working with artists um, at this point, right? But other than, but now I'm just talking about a literal education system and platform to continue delivering the information in a more efficient and in-depth and effective way than a YouTube channel. Sure. YouTube channel is just marketing at this point. I mean, I'm not marketing anything, but like at that point, it would just be marketing and getting people to continue to love whatever the brand is. And then, and once they trust that brand, that can funnel in to the information. And obviously the information would be trustworthy. It wouldn't be like a finesse where, <laughs> you know, we get you and because y'all okay. trust us, it's actually no edu no real education. So I would love to get Coach K. That I would love to get a Coach K to like drop some knowledge and some specific shit or whatever and be able to provide that in a program to I don't know, managers or people who are interested in that particular thing we have, like producers. I mean, there's a lot of, I don't, I'm not, I'm not big on producer education in terms of the, uh, like beat making and all that stuff. Cause that's so prevalent in the market. So I naturally, like even my channel, I only do stuff that I actually see a need to do. Yeah. yeah. Like the I marketing just, stuff. Yeah. Like it's, and it's not even like, sometimes it's from a business standpoint cause it only makes sense. But also it's just like, I'm literally, it's so less little ego attached to it for me. It's like, not, oh, Sean, can you do this? Well, no, such and such has videos about this already. Like, yeah, I, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not doing it just, just to, to do just it. To yeah. do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I guess I got Gary V on my mind as I'm sitting here listening to this. I have to ask this question. Yeah. Do you love your Mondays? Do I love my Mondays? Man, I don't even know what Mondays are. <laughs> it's an it's a everyday thing. But yeah, yeah man. Do, um, yeah, this is one of those situations where I, I definitely got in a space where I, I love my Monday. This is the second time in life that I've loved my Mondays. The other one was actually completely unrelated to music. But um, yeah, I, I love my Mondays, bro. Were you ever an artist yourself? I was. Um, not on to the extent where most of like possible listeners are. But what happened was I was in college, freshman year. All my roommates were into music. I was super into music. And one of the roommates I went to high school with, he like knew how like I could rap and freestyle and all that stuff. So they wanted to, they took music very seriously. And it was like, yo, Sean, they saw me as a value to it. So I did that for a minute. Okay. But we didn't really go anywhere, go anywhere. Um, dude was so, it was interesting. Most people, artists and all that stuff aren't focused on business. This guy, we had one guy who was, he wanted to be a manager. He was so focused on business that we never did anything because he was so worried about like all the split sheets and all that stuff. Like just all these little nuances and getting the company and all this, and especially when we didn't have money to like before we did anything. Yeah. Like we can't put anything. So we really never got anything out there, out there. Like it was. That's uh, a great example uh, of what you were talking about earlier. What? Right. When you're trying to, uh, but you know, you're trying to put kind of put the cart before the horse, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah man. Just, you know, yeah. in terms of trying to scale like, too fast. Like, we recorded for like at least a full semester, two semesters, like, but heavy because, you know, we're all in the same room and 
And for the most part, man, like nobody heard anything. Like there was no awareness built because he wouldn't even let us put stuff out, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But that's, you know, that's that's something dope that informs um, you know, what you're able to give the people now. Yeah. So officially, uh make sure let's make sure we have all of the links, all of the everywhere we can reach you, websites, all that. Yeah, man. Um the best thing is Brandman Sean. That's Brandman Sean on Instagram. You type in Brandman Sean on Google or YouTube, you're gonna you're gonna find me. Um brandmanshine.com but yeah just type in brandmanshine instagram maybe is uh one of the best ways at this point but it, um, it's a lot of heavy marketing for my event um, that's gonna stop after the event so um thank you to anybody who's still following me after all, <laughs> all <laughs> yeah, the yeah and then um yeah but brandmanshine youtube is probably where you'll get the most value of just just the information go there you don't need to talk to me just watch the videos you know what i'm saying you don't even need to say thank you or and if you don't even need to say it's trash, please don't say it's trash. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> but like, just if you if you find value in information, the best uh, compliment is just you taking it and using it for yourself, man. Our new segment called the Um Factor. All right. All right. So you have <laughs> you have thirty seconds, and for the entire thirty seconds, you have to continuously talk about everything you know about marketing and branding. Got right. It, so it. the, the goal is to sense. to make it to to the entire thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Plug made it to fifteen. I think he paused. Right. Yeah. Uh, so ran out stuff to say. Yeah, he ran out stuff to say. So oh, okay, I thought it was like a no homo thing. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we in our society? I actually, just want to communicate work. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, he made it to fifteen seconds, and then he you All know right. ran out stuff to say. So you want to try to fill up the gotcha, entire gotcha, time? Gotcha. And uh, here we go. So I'm gonna put thirty seconds on the clock. And you ready? Yep, yep, yep. Brand Man Sean, the um factor. Go. All right, we can start with this right here. Marketing and branding is, for one, branding, you're showing the values that you have and communicating that with a community that also values that. So when you're marketing, you're building awareness with all those people who have those same values. That's the primary thing that you want to do. And from there is saying, how do I do this consistently? Because if you're not branding, it's not consistent. Brands are not created in one moment. Brands have to be created over time, just like a reputation. If you're not doing something consistently, then people Brand won't know Sean, you for it. You made it the whole 30 seconds hey, on the um fact, but congratulations. He could, he could the 60 seconds. Oh man, all I do is win, dog. I, I, hey, I love the competition. Hey, listen, he just, he just told y'all the links. Hey, this man could have talked for another four, five, six, ten minutes <laughs> without stopping, so you know he's a wealth of knowledge, man, so make sure you go holler at Brand Man Sean. Bet, bet, bet. No free beats. I like this sticker. K Factory Productions.